This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Roses are red, violets are blue. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast. We've all got a brew. Another week passes following the fortunes of Mansfield Town FC and as the Stags headed for Wales last weekend, clearly something was lost in translation as Mansfield brought home three problems from Newport rather than points. A defeat, another name on the injury list and a suspension to a key man ahead of Derby Day. Tonight, our romantic meals come in the form of tea and biscuits as we reflect on the fourth defeat of the season, a game in which Danny Rose was left with a serious injury and Ryan Sweeney forced to watch the next two games from the stands. That suspension starts on Derby Day as over 4,000 Stakes fans head for Meadow Lane. Boss David Flickcroft says he's looking forward to being backed by big numbers, whilst former magpie Neil Bishop says he's got his eye on just one thing. i seen it at Chesterfield you know, last season when, when Mal scored and... It's electric. They're absolutely brilliant, you know. Um, and then, you know, we scored the late goal, and, and, and we saw some of the footage of, of you know, Stags fans uh, celebrating, you know, in, in, in pubs and, and in, you know, in certain places. And it's just, it's brilliant. You know what it means to them, you know. And I'll always say, it, football's in my family. It's a big part of what I do. I'm a football fan myself. I just love football, and I get the passion. I get what it means. I get when you lose how, how disappointed people are and I get when you win how, how elated you are you know them are the emotions that we go through I'm going to be honest it's three points look there's no time for sentiment and um, what we're trying to achieve this season um, it's three points which we need to bounce back from, from Saturday good teams bounce back from, from disappointments and disappointing results um, and that's what we want to do um, obviously personally not to count mean a lot to me uh, I'll probably be the only one in Mansfield area that wants them to stay up this season but you know, let's hope we think about that after Saturday. Look, I'm just looking forward to playing again, getting back out there. When you lose a game, you always want to get back out on the pitch as quickly as possible to put it right. Get involved and have your say on your team in the comments now. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast. Cupid, let's fire arrow to start the show. Forget date night, forget Valentine's meals, forget romance, because we all know that the one true love in this life is following Mansfield Town Football Club. Good evening and welcome to the Mansfield Matters podcast, the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? 
Well, of course, because Mansfield matters. It may well be Valentine's Day, but tonight we look back on last Saturday's game at Newport with a little bit of sorrow and we look ahead to Notts County Derby Day on Saturday at Meadow Lane, full of hope. We have, as I said in the intro, got roses which are red, violets which are blue. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast. We have all indeed got a brew and... Nathan's is on there somewhere, and uh, we have also got our Valentine's meal in the form of Love Biscuits, the best biscuits in the world, Jammy Dodgers. Alongside me tonight, we've got Cam Felton and Nathan Edge, who've took the brave step of telling the girlfriends that they're not coming round for a Valentine's Day kiss and a cuddle, that they're in fact joining me on this podcast. So so embrace their bravery, get involved in the comments, and make it all worthwhile. Your bravery as well. Not mine, mate, I just tell her straight. (laughs) (laughs) You can say that because she's not here. That's it. Well, you know, and she's not watching, never likely to watch, so it's fine. So I can get away with, literally get away with murder. Uh, Talking (laughs) talking of getting away with murder, let's uh, talk about Saturday. Let's reflect on that, Cam. Newport, again. (laughs) (laughs) Elaborate. (laughs) Speechless. Just speak. I want to say it's worse than last year, but I don't quite think anything could top last year's Newport away for us. Not for us personally, but us personally, personally, at least we got a point well, Yeah. I, I think we took a massive step back. I think we... On Saturday, I think we saw the Mansfield of August, September, October, where we just wouldn't take a shot, wouldn't wouldn't risk it. And I think it's missing out on crucial opportunities where where we could change the game. So, for example, Nicky or Jose putting it in net in first minute, if we'd have done that... Changes the entire game, but we we let let them get on top of us. We we soaked up a lot of pressure, and then when it finally did give way, we we couldn't fight back. And and for a team that's shown so much desire this season, uh, uh, Colchester away, for example, two and a half time, coming back, fighting back on Saturday, we just we didn't look the same team at all. So what whatever's happened, whether it's overnight stays whether it's injuries or trying to it's finally started to take effect it's long distance or what I don't know but it wasn't the same Mansfield on Saturday at all if we put a different spin on it Nate you could say it's only our fourth loss this season yeah I mean and the, the good thing is our run before that we'd already given ourselves a decent bit of space between the, the teams in you know fourth fifth you know the ones that are chasing which really let's be realistic that is the most important thing Obviously, we'd love to win the league, but what matters at the end of the season is who finished first, second, and third. And uh, you know, for myself, that's all I really want. So as long as we keep that, uh, you know, we bounce back and make sure we don't let those other teams close us down and, and catch us, then it's not you know the end of the world. Can I it, think. Sorry, I was, was going to say. I think that I think that it was just. Uh, I think the, the most disappointing thing is like yes, we've 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 lost, but I think we've like I said with a situation with Rosie. Um, it's just one thing after another with the injury list going up and that's probably the most disappointing thing in the match. We'll touch upon the things off the pitch, i.e. the injury to Rose and the suspension to Ryan Sweeney shortly, but let's talk about the, the bugbear this week and the main sort of uh, debating topic. We'll put a poll on our live feed very, very shortly indeed. Um, 3G versus grass. Uh, John says in the comments, we might as well play the game on a pit tip with the pitch like they have. And Laura asks, uh, I wasn't there, but do you think the pitch played a part for me? Massively, it was a oh, d- dreadful, dreadful pitch. It was literally like playing 
on a school field, but you can argue that's the same for both teams. It is, but even though it's League Two standard these days, the pitch quality tends to be quite high. Even lower league teams that ha- lower down teams that haven't got the budget have still got relatively decent pitches. You think Forest Green's got probably one of the best pitches in the league. It was immaculate when we've been there the twice that we have this season. So. I suppose you could say Newport are used to it. They played quite recently on it. They, they're they probably used to playing on it like that. They might train on it, whatever. But the the style of football that we played throughout the entire season, didn't we couldn't play that on there. It was quite heavy. It had been raining, so it, legs were getting tired a lot easier. Hence why when we've been pressured into defending, we literally just crumbled and... So you could definitely say it played a massive, massive effect on the players. It certainly did, and it was it's one of those things which is going to raise a debate in a minute, but keep the uh, posts and comments coming in on the live feed. If you've not joined us before, get involved with the show. It's uh, always good to have uh, your comments. A familiar name's been in touch, Mr Simon Mercer, who is, of course, not with us, but we are delighted to say that the boys are now out of hospital and at home. Uh, with mum and dad so and they're all doing well as well so uh, great to see that they're at home he says evening chaps sat at home with the boys they say hi god they're, they're quite good for their age aren't they being able oh, to talk right. already uh, on a stakes point of view we were lucky not to come away with more injuries than Danny the tackle on Tyler was ridiculous and for nothing to be done uh, is even worse think there needs to be some do, something done with League 2 referees because he's got a valid point because we also should have had a stone wall penalty yeah it's it's getting worse and it's something that was brought up even on Tuesday night by uh, Steve Presley, Carlisle manager, moaning about referees in their game as well. It's just such a common thing these days in League 2 and even League 1. So Even Championship. Even Championship. <laughs> even the same. Premier League. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's getting ridiculous now because it, it's every week that there's a game where there's something dodgy done and... Uh, Wednesday night, for example, players diving in games in the championship. Ironically, that player's now got a two-game ban for deceiving the referee. Why was it happening in the first place? Referees, in especially in this country, are some of the best in the world. It's one of the best countries in the world for the sport, for the football. So why isn't the officials as as good as it should, should be? It has. This has to be something done about it. I mean, for me. The referee had a massive impact on Saturday for us. I mean, you can say excuses, you can talk about, oh, it's an excuse and all this, but the challenge on CJ was reckless and, you know, an inch higher up on his leg, that could have been his season, maybe his even career over. The Danny Rose one was innocuous, but it's still, the way the referee dealt with it afterwards was not very professional. And then obviously the, the challenge on CJ, there was no claims when you watch the video back there was no claims whatsoever by any of the Newport players who expected it to be a penalty and sometimes that tells you all you need to know Nate yeah um, it's just the only thing I can ever hope with something like this is that you know as we just said there I think it's a problem not just for us but for League 2 in general so all I can hope is that as the season materialises something will swing back in our favour um, that's all we can hope because at the end of the day I, I think it's a uh, a big problem that I, I, I don't know the answer to how they're going to fix it you know, is technology going to be the way maybe but uh, have we got the facilities to to do that at this level well when we're going to place like Forest Green away I highly doubt it so they can't even get a live feed for um, Tuesday night matches so um, 
I don't know, it's a problem, big problem. I don't know how they can fix it at the moment. It's a very interesting one, but for me, leave it as it is, because if they start bringing technology in, what would we have to talk about on this podcast? We'd just be sitting here drinking tea and biscuits <laughs> and talking about how win- whether Windows 10 is better than Windows 7. It's, it, yeah, it's, it's not. Uh, well, they, let's not start well, that. Let's, t- let, let's talk about one yeah, debate which Windows. we let's talk about <laughs> one debate which we can actually have, and that is the training situation this week. Uh, no surprise to me uh, that the Stags have actually moved back from the RH Academy to the One Course Stadium to train on the grass pitch after probably about two months tops of training consistently on the 3G, and it's a debate which will go on and on and on and. First and foremost, I want to say before I get shot down in the comments or by anybody on this, I think it's fantastic the investment uh, that the club have made and the developments that cl- the club have made long term. But the mistake was going up there too early. We should have left the grass pitches to grow. We should have allowed that training ground time to develop and got up there as a fresh in the new season. We've had two months of solidly training on 3G every single day. And I don't care what you say, when you're playing on training on 3G every day, the ball moves quicker, you move quicker, your body reacts differently to the way you move and then you go to a pitch like Newport and get absolutely stung because it's boggy, it's heavy on the legs, the ball doesn't move as quickly. I think we've seen it on a number of occasions, we've sort of stood around expecting a crisp pass to fall at feet and it's bobbled off 10 yards in one direction. Have the club made the right decision, has David Flickcroft made the right decision this week to go hold his hands up and say, it's a great facility, but we need to be on grass. Has he made the right decision this week ahead of Derby Day? I think so. I think uh, Knox County, fair enough, they might have one of the bigger budgets in the league, but it's always been a notoriously bad pitch. Even even at, even after the rugby team moved out, it's been quite bad over the last few years. But we have played at Meadow Lane towards the tail end of the season, where it, it does start to get choppy. But... Like you said, the the way that you can play football on it is completely different. And if you go to a lot of non-league grounds, you get a lot of 3G pitches and it affects how the game's played and you get some good football in the conference. But you can't that sort of football doesn't work in the league because obviously you can't have plastic pitches. Is it something that will change in the future? Probably will. Just it's a lot cheaper. It It stops games from being... Well, as bad as they were for New against Newport, because it wasn't at an attractive game. It wasn't an advert for fans to come and watch. If anything, it turns a lot of fans away with it just being a poor quality game. And the only decent thing out of the game was probably Robbie Wilmot's finish. Give me, a, Nathan. Give me a, a balance to this argument. You train on three G every week with Mansfield Town Blind FC. Yeah. Um, you've played a lot of your matches. I think pretty much all your matches are played on 3G or AstroTurf for more artificial surface. Is there a difference? There is a difference, um, without a doubt. And um, I mean, and especially if you're you're looking to flick between the two. And I think that's a problem. So um, I think Dave has absolutely done the right thing by going back to the grass. And I don't think he'd be doing it if there wasn't a problem. You know, if he was happy, if everything was going fine there, then why would they be coming back? So obviously... You know, he's, he spoke about it openly in um, in, in press. So, um, you know, he said that they need to get back on the grass and that's exactly what they're doing. So uh, why would they be doing it if there wasn't a, a good enough reason to? So, yeah. is it a mistake? I mean, obviously we were desperate to get to this training facility. It's an incredible thing that the club have got, like, with, like you said earlier. 
but and has it has it contributed to getting some of the names in to the into the squad that we got in January? Maybe so, but end of the day, it's about preparing correctly for matches and making sure our players are looked after. So if do it means think, going back for a while, then do it. Do you think maybe it should have been a short term fix for say if the pitch at, at, up on the train up on the training pitch at the one core was say frozen, for example, they had training, they should have just gone on the three G. But base yourself at the one call until the pitch were ready. But use the three G because there's nowhere else to train if you have to. I think the issue, the issue was the suspected the estimated date of when the grass pitches would be ready. I mean, you're looking there at the RH, aren't you? At basically what is what was a farmer's field. The grounds had to be dug up. It's had to be levelled. It, the correct surface has had to be laid for the pitch. The pitches. The main pitch has been marked out to the exact length um, of the one core stadium, the main pitch, which is fantastic, but it's not settled. I think Flickcroft was told it was going to be settled at one particular date and thought, all right, well, that's maybe only two or three weeks over the Christmas period where we can train on 3G and we've got games Saturday, Tuesday, so it doesn't really matter as much. We've come to this period now where we're playing Saturday, Saturday and not there's no midweekers in there therefore more time in the training ground and the grass pitches aren't ready and that date keeps getting pushed further back and further back and I think the people, the excellent staff and the excellent people who are behind the RH and developing that for the long term future are doing the right thing by saying no you can't train on that grass yet because it's not ready, if you train it now you're going to ruin it, we have to wait and get that, that ready and I think just sometimes that I love it in Dave, I love his enthusiasm but that enthusiasm sometimes can way too much on the other side can't it and just just over tip well yeah exactly and uh, talking about pitches not being ready when we went top the first week the first two games that was up there I can remember going to fetch a ball at half time that had been punted onto the field I came back and half my trainers were full of mud so if, it, if it's like that then and we've been training on it well it might as well be like that still because it's quite muddy still but it, it, we can't play the same football because the ball's just going to roll completely wrong. Your players are gonna, you're not going to get the same impact when you land on the floor from going up for a header, going in for a tackle, whatever. So we we can't play on it until it, it's 100% ready. And yeah, we've probably rushed going up there, but I think maybe it, it should it should have been a short term thing for over the Christmas period, like pitch is frozen. We'll go up to the RH, check the pitch every day. If it's not frozen, train there. If it is frozen, train at the RH. It's a ten-minute car journey. It's not exactly. If that, it's, it's well, lads, get in your cars. We're going up road. Yeah, it's it's as simple as that. I mean, I, I fully applaud you know what Flickcross done because initially, let's let's not forget this: that training ground, that facility wasn't supposed to be a first-team training venue. It's supposed to be a community facility for development teams and things like that. So it's been built and it's been prepared for that purpose. And then Flickcross come in and took one look at it and thought, do you know what, I can utilise this building, I can utilise this facility for the best of the club, which is great. But to want to do it now and to want to do it straight away, it's it's sort of hindered us. And, and I'm not just saying it's hindered us in the Newport game, I think it's it, it's hindered us in a few other things. You look at a couple of weeks ago, Nath, when he was talking in press, about, and we were fortunate for it to to not happen. He was talking about little... Ne- little 
twists and niggles to like yeah. to Tyler Walker and Neil Bishop. Yeah, that's what I was just I literally took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say it's it's not necessarily like so. We've got two problems. We've obviously got the how are you going to prepare for a game, as in like we said, talk about the different changes of surfaces. But the most important thing is because we've had, we have had a relatively small squad. Okay, we've had a few more additions now, but uh, leading up to Christmas, we had a small squad. Um, losing players through injuries, through you know, sort of fault of your own by choosing to train on that surface, um, is you're just shooting yourself in the foot. So when you start hearing about these niggles to key players like Walker and Bishop and things like that, you know, like thankfully they haven't materialised into anything. But if we carried on training there, it, it, it very well could have done. And with an injury list which is already getting um, a bit worrying at the moment, uh, it's the last thing you need. So I think we've done the right thing now by going back to the one call. And um, I think we can sort of put this distraction to one side about training. Let's just get on with training there, like we had done for you know we've done for most of the season, we did for last season. Train there like we like, like they used to, and then worry about going to the one well, not well look forward to going to the RH Academy when it's ready. Yeah, certainly so. Keep your comments coming in. I'll come to another point on that in a minute. But let me just run through a few of these comments before, I, inevitably, uh, I use them as I always lose them as I always do. Uh, Laura says they play on grass, therefore, in my opinion, they should train mainly on grass. It's a no-brainer. Completely agree. And I think as, as soon as that grass pitch is ready at the RH, uh, they will do and use the 3G only sort of, as Cam mentioned before, uh, in difficult weather conditions and. Uh, uh, for sort of lighter sessions. I've, like, I just want to clear one thing off. I've got nothing against using that 3G pitch to train on for shorter sessions, for maybe fitness work, for ball movement work, for light ball movement work. But here's a plain example of um, why it, it doesn't work for getting players back. You look at Alex McDonald, he's needed game time to get in. He could have probably been in the squad Saturday for about game time. But the reserve team game on Tuesday, which would have been perfect for him to get 90 minutes in, was played on the 3G and Flickcroft wanted him and the medical team needed him to play on, play on a grass pitch. Wasn't available, so he didn't play, only trained and therefore has not had the match minutes and maybe well, exactly. not done enough. And if he'd have played 90 minutes, that would have been a 45-minute stint and a 90-minute stint and you'd have thought, well, he'd probably be on the bench for Notts County. So... It is hindering us a bit getting players back to fitness and David Murthin is another one that we could have probably got back by now but I think either his injury is worse than what we thought it was or uh, just training on the 3G's not helped him not beneficial for him he needs yeah. to be on, on the grass yeah uh, keep your comments uh, coming in. Uh, as we say, there's uh, lot, lots of them flooding in. Uh, Simon says, reflecting on uh, the game, to be controversial, they knew what their pitch was like, i.e. Stags. So, is it our own fault? I can. I think there's a little bit of that because you're not pre- prepared for it. And for me... You can't prepare for it though, can you? I think you can. I, I, I think you can. I'm just <laughs> going to play devil, devil's advocate a little bit. Um, I think you can because Newport... Is a notoriously bad pitch, notoriously bad. You've seen the scat, you've seen the scatter reports, you've watched the videos, you can see how much it's cutting up. Why not? I know you want to minimise risks of injuries and things like that, but go and put a session on, either on the grass or the one call, or go and use a local facility like AFC Mansfield Forest Town Arena or um, Woodass Manor School Manor Complex grass pitch or a grass pitch at any other field or local field which has been cut up by 
regular consistent use just to get that feel of bobbles and that movement of bobbles and that heaviness in your legs I think you can do a little bit more to prepare rather than sort of trying to stay within a bubble sometimes you've got to be brave and sort of say and be prepared to, to work and you know go at that I don't know I don't know I, we've just been talking about how we need to look after our players best for injury wise and things like that I don't know imagine if they did do that and we come out at the end of a training session with an injury through something like that I don't know you are setting yourself up there to be shot down but I get what you're saying about preparing right for it. I, it's sort of happened when we went into that game mentally thinking, before even thinking about what Newport can do as a team to it, we're probably thinking about the pitch and how we're going to struggle to do what we've done best on it, best this season and play football. So we probably psychologically beat ourselves before Newport probably even kicked the ball. I'll say, do you think maybe you go back to the, the actual preparing, like you look at player fitness, and if you're doing, say, 20 laps around the pitch jogging, that's not going to take it out on your legs as much as what 20 laps around a grass pitch would because a grass pitch is a lot heavier. So if you think, oh, they're much further ahead of what, what we thought they would be, stick them on a grass pitch, they're not going to be as far as uh, as fit as you expect. To be honest, in some ways, I'd, I'd, I'd have um, forgot about, well, not you can't forget about the pitch, but I think what we probably wanted, should have done, and I don't know whether we did or not, obviously I don't know what we're doing training before a match, but maybe change tactics, maybe... You know, we know we're great at playing the tippy tappy passing football, but I'd have probably gone with Rosie at the start. I said it before the match. I, I would have started Rosie because you're gonna. Have, I thought we we're gonna have to play a bit more long long ball and and work off it like that. And um, so maybe it shouldn't have been a a matter of getting used to the pitch and trying to change what we do on it. It should be should be changing how we're gonna play and how we approach the match. The debate shall continue to rage. We're gonna end uh, our live poll now. Thank you very much for getting involved. Uh, with that 90% of you agree uh, that the Stags have done the right thing this week in moving back to the grass pitch at the One Call Stadium. You mentioned his name there, Nathan. What an apt time to move on to talk about that. Um, obviously, we were beaten um, on Saturday 1-0 at Newport, but arguably uh, the worst news to come out of that day, Cam, was the horrific injury uh, to Danny Rose. Yeah, and I think it was, it's a sort of challenge. It wasn't a dirty tackle. It was, it was just going up for the ball and he's been clattered it, it was a footballing incident it's it's going to happen but it's just unfortunate that he's he's come off as, as bad as he, hit, he did and I think the point of how bad his injury was to the point of the Newport fans were shouting abuse towards their own staff because they were like we need to get this stretch on you've got fans shouting at staff officials at club officials, stewards first aiders they just needed to get that on and it, it just it's just unfortunate that it's come at such a, a an important time we're now going into a, possibly one of the biggest games we'll we'll play in quite a while and we've only got two strikers it's a concern isn't it i mean you look at this now eh? he's not going to be back for saturday he's not going to be back probably for until maybe the last three four games of the season if we're lucky, so we we are now all of a sudden these injuries keep mounting, mounting up and mounting up. We're getting a little bit threadbare up top, whereas two weeks ago we were saying we were maybe a little bit too heavy up top, it's threadbare. And yeah, well, it's just how um, one well a couple of weeks can make a difference. Obviously, with the news of Graham being out for the season, uh, Craig Davis is obviously out. Don't know how long for, but he's probably not coming back anytime soon. Um, I've only seen on the comeback tour. That's Craig David. Sorry, oh, yeah, <laughs> I got a bit wrong there. 
Um, so yeah, it's uh, we are. It's look. You know, we have got players that can play up there. You know, you could put, obviously put CJ up there. Well, you say you could, but then we haven't got the cover at the right wing back. So can you? Um, I guess we've got Jones, but it, you know, we've got little a few little options, but we haven't got that. For me, the most important thing is we haven't got that sort of target player as Danny Rose, the one that can come on win headers and hold the ball up and play that new role that he's been doing. And yeah, okay. He's, he hasn't been getting the goals, but he's been. We've said it last week. We said it the week before that he's playing a different role. And for me, there's nobody else in that squad that can do that role. We'll talk more about Danny Rose in a minute, but let's first of all get the thoughts of the boss, David Flickcroft, as he uh, reflects on that injury to Danny Rose uh, at Newport on Saturday. Here's the state boss, David Flickcroft. At the time, a lot of concern. I think from the doctor, a lot of concern from uh, not just our players, but Newport's players, their manager. Uh, it was one of them you don't want to see on any football pitch. I think, you know, even though I was quite close to it, uh, you know, you got the sense with the Newport players over that there was a real serious issue. Um, when we've stripped it all down now and, and sort of 72 hours later, Danny's recovering now uh, from the operation. He's had two plates put into his jaw. It was fractured in two places. And, um, you know, it's, it, he's in a process of probably six weeks where... He'll be on sort of a liquid diet for a couple of weeks and, and, and then sort of eating soft food then from that point. And, uh, you know, it, it, I was like 10, 10 yards from it, you know, and, and when you when you see it, and it's the first time I've seen um, so much blood on a pitch, you know, seeing the, the referee sort of mop the blood up, it, it just, it throws you, it, it sends you somewhere where you think, wow, um, it's, it's not a nice thing to see, but the medical staff, our medical staff have been phenomenal. Newport's medical staff, uh, Mike Flynn, the manager, has been brilliant. You know, he went seeing Danny down there. Um, you know, so I think when you see something so horrific, uh, it brings the best out of out of people. And uh, you know, I was with Danny yesterday, and it, and he's still got his sense of humour, still laughing and joking and that. Um, so he's he's stable. He's in a good place. We might, you know. Um, let him go and go and try and get some sun for a week or, or something like that, just to stimulate him. He's had, he's had one hell of a bang. I mean, and 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 again, no real. There was no malice in the tackle. It was he wasn't expecting it. He didn't tense the jaw. He's not seen the second player coming in and 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 ended up right in the middle of it. It's just one of them, one of them tackles on a football pitch that you get, and there's nothing you can do about it. And it's no one's fault. Um, it's just Danny being committed, going in for a challenge, and, and coming off coming off worse but the recovery from the minute of impact and now has just been colossal you know it really has um, he'd sort of severed an artery and that's why all the blood was there but like I said Newport's medical team staff doctor uh, they, they were absolutely brilliant you know so you know Danny's got them to thank and as a club we've got them to thank and and, um, and Tom our main physio has, has almost lived with Danny now for sort of three days and stayed down in Newport with him and got him got him sorted got him organised got him back up and you know I can only thank the medical staff they've been brilliant all season but at times like this you see you know how good how compassionate how caring and how supportive they are you know State boss David Flickcroft there speaking about the injury to Danny Rose speaking after uh, that 1-0 uh, defeat at Newport speaking earlier on in the week, speaking on Tuesday. If you want to watch that in full, mansfieldtown.net forward slash iFollow is the place to be. And just to add to that, uh, a massive well done to all the medical staff in involved from uh, both sides to get that injury treated. 
the tough thing now is the recovery process obviously it's a little bit of a different one with that one when you get an ankle injury or uh, you pull a muscle or, or something like that it's it can be you know an easier road to recovery because you know it's just a break a pull a tear and you, and you know you're going to play football again it doesn't really affect you mentally but when you go into a challenging innocuous one like the one which happened to Danny Rose and come off like that especially the type of player that he is Nath that's something which is going to be in his head and the mental recovery is almost more important now than what the physical recovery is yeah obviously we don't know at the moment how long it's going to take for him to be uh to be back on the pitch and uh, things like that you know hopefully it's not too long but we'll have to wait and hear for official confirmation on something like that but i think the problem is is that the sort of game he plays he's he's so for me i think he's so well known for winning the headers and getting in amongst the defenders and challenging and you just hope that because that's a massive strength of his game and if he loses that you know from the fear of what's happened cause you, I, I can't imagine what sort of pain he went through during that that injury so it's horrible stuff that happened um you, like you say how is that going to affect him mentally and uh i think um time will tell uh obviously the more the the the, the more he gets back on the pitch and obviously comes off it without any injuries or things like that just to assure him that it's not gonna happen every time you know what i mean uh, just get used to back back to you back used to playing football again he probably needs that as soon as possible but obviously when he's ready so we'll have to see on that one and it has to be a case doesn't it of when danny is ready not when not putting the date on it not putting the time and supporting him through that it doesn't matter whether he's out for six weeks six months it's just about supporting him through that and, and getting that mental place right, which I think a manager like Flickcroft will prioritise of the highest order. Oh, yeah, definitely. You, you've got to think it, it's more than just getting fixed. It's the fact that if he, when he, if or when he does come back, he's probably going to have to wear a face mask. Is he going to feel comfortable playing in that, playing the same sort of game? Is he physically going to be able to play in that? Is it going to irritate him? He's going to be constantly fidgeting with it or whatever. Because it, it, it's more. It is more than just physical, and his his jaw might be fixed, his teeth might be fixed, or whatever. But you got to think: is is Danny going to be comfortable playing with that? Is Danny going to be comfortable playing the style of play he does? Is he going to cha- have to change his play just so he doesn't get that sort of injury again? So, That's the problem. We rely on headers, don't we? Like him in the air. Like we rely on him battling with defenders and and getting in for headers. And his elbows fly in. His heads, you know, he's one of the one of, one of the most that probably gets the most knocks and injuries and things because he's jumping into things like that, which is commission, you know, committed from him. But that is going to be very risky to do if he's um, you know got metal plates in and. Yeah, the knowledge in his head that he's severed an artery by doing those sort of things that's going to be hard for him to jump in with the same confidence that he'd, that he'd done before it's certainly one of those which needs watching and needs mentoring I mean from a when an incident happens in your life which has a certain repercussion to it it does become a, a mental thing it does become a thing of your brain sort of plays tricks on you and and, and, and you do go down that route of having to think about what you what you do and how you go around things and you sort of get put off putting that like it's it's like your mind plays tricks on you sometimes if you if you for example have a pizza with cheese on it and then the next day you feel 
sick and you think what was it what what have I had what have I done and then it happens again a week later and you start a pattern starts forming and then you start thinking it's something something there I'd do you know probably, what I mean I'd probably change where you're eating to be honest well, you, well exactly but that's that's but the thing is it's, it's about get, it's that little thing in your mind which I can compare it to when I played my first league match in blind football so um, I it was literally my my, well, my second game but it's all in the same day uh, but I had a head collision uh, just going for one of the channels, uh, cha- uh, ta- challenges which was uh, again innocuous uh, you know, no one's fault it was just one of them things and I ended up getting six stitches in, uh, across my head here just above my eye and um, you know I remember going back into it you know when I went when I when I came back I was very wary of that just because I know how it wasn't it wasn't something I expected to happen it came out of nowhere a bit like Danny's he, he didn't know it was going to happen um, so you you know you're sort of thinking all right I need to think now and uh, try and make sure it doesn't happen again so uh, and that was probably not a patch on what he had to go through so I think inevitably it's going to affect him another one for example John Thompson when he when he got injured he's he, he wasn't in a, a good state at all and that ended his career essentially he retired did he I no he didn't retire he played he, he went on to did play did he play a bit went on to play for the rest of that that season and obviously really? win promotion with us but his game was very very different after so, that Fair enough, he had to change his game and he got a little bit of retribution for the fact that that player that did it to him got sacked, I think. Yeah. So it's a little bit of retribution, but it's not it's not the same because it put him out for a lot of the season. And it, it's more than just the physical side of football you've got to think about. Cause it's like you've got a lot of players, it's like uh, Petr Cech, for example, when he damaged his head had to have part of his score removed, play the rest of his career with a scrum cap on. So it's more than just physically being fit, it's mentally changing your game to be able to 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 actually carry on playing. Certainly so, and we wish Danny all the very best in his recovery, whether it takes six weeks, six months or whatever. Get yourself right, get your head right, and come back stronger, fitter, stronger the Danny Rose we all know and love and like with Bobby Lesnick like with Hayden White like with Craig Davis and all the others that are on that long term injury list let's go out and get over that line and do it for those players and achieve that thing and talking of I don't don't really want to go from one negative to another but we have to because it's that time of the season now where cards are starting to accumulate and amalgamate we were expecting um, yellow cards and we were expecting it to play a part in eighth but the person we thought it would affect uh, Neil Bishop managed to avoid the referee's yellow how, card because don't know uh, how there's a couple of occasions where he, he was very very lucky I thought you know it's, it's bad enough as, as we know we're going to be missing Sweeney but I thought we were going to miss them both and with that and an injury in there I was, yeah but um, we were lucky to not like say not, not lose Bish but we have lost Sweeney now that's a big loss especially as the defence is um Sort of, uh, we, you know, we're stretched at the moment anyway, as it is. Um, but um, obviously, it looks like the new lad's going to be coming in on Saturday. It looks like so. Um, <laughs> Which new lad? Um, Tomlinson. That's, that's no, well, one. What? What's his name? I forgot his name. Ben Turner. Ben Turner. No, oh he's, no, he's, he's out. out. Is, well. is he, is he yeah. out? I, I uh, something earlier. Danny Rose, Jordan Grain, Craig Davis, Ben Turner, Alex McDonald, Bobby Lesnick, Hayden White, and yeah, that's it. Great. I misread something earlier then. I don't know what I read, but, but yeah, I thought he, I thought he was going to be in on uh, on Saturday. So, is, um, is it worrying that on that list there's four players that you could turn to and get goals from? 
Oh, of course there is, but that's a, that's another question entirely. Let's not go off on a tangent. Oh yeah, let's let's, let's stick with the point. Yeah, let's stick with the point. <laughs> uh, especially because I just press publish on one of the live polls again. I don't want to go off, off topic. <laughs> um, obviously, with Sweeney suspended and uh, Ben Turner unavailable because he's, he's not yet fit. That leaves us with a bit of a defensive crisis as well as a striker crisis in some uh, in some respects. Do you go? Do you stick with the three at the back and put somebody like Malin as that third centre half, or do you change the system and go with a back four? Cal? Oh, uh, looking at the players that we've got fit, I'd probably go a back four purely because we we have got the players t- to play it. Normally, we'd be worrying and be. Like obviously, when Hayden when Hayden White went out injured, you think, oh, we're going to have to change as a style of play. We're not going to be able to play the three across the back with the the two wing backs. But we we did it and we managed for a bit. And now it's now we're pretty much forced to change the the system because we haven't got the the bodies to do it. And I think it's fair. It's not great that Ryan Sweeney's out injured, but I think uh, injured suspended. But I think it's a great yeah, chance. No, 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 we do not need him injured yeah, as well. But I, th- I think it's a great chance for someone that has been on the fringe, uh, like Gethin Jones, that's come on and played relatively he's, he's well. Really well since he's come in. He uh, had a decent game at Newport when yeah. he came on, but it, it was always going to be tough, and the, we were just getting smashed on pillar to post on Saturday. So, Knox County is quite a wide pitch. So let's <clears> hope that he's another right back that likes to go on his runs and he can deliver a decent ball so it's, an in, it's we'll certainly see. an interesting one because the, the options obviously mean you can move CJ up front to almost solve that striker problem as well but we're asking on the live poll at the moment with Sweeney suspended should the Stags switch systems or just move men across the options change it to a back four stick as we are and move man across like we have done in uh, previous games at some at some stage which would obviously put CJ at uh, left wing back and bring James in at right wing back or move stick as we are and move another across Nathan what would your vote be? 100 million percent change it to a back four I, I think what, why when we're struggling back there why, why start playing players out of position when we can do it like like um, Cam just said we can put a back four in there and players playing in the favoured position so just do that and then do whatever you want with the, the midfield and attacking because I think we've got the players in there and the talent in there to do a different, a few different combinations. And the thing is, it's not like we've never played four at the back. We've changed it quite a few times this season. And I remember just probably about a month ago, I was actually calling for for it to start like that. Actually, so um, I, I, hundred percent, I just go with four at back and let's not mess about. Get players in the proper position and just get on with the job. The worry is though, if Matt Preston picks up two more yellow cards, that he will also. Uh, be suspended Bish for two games. Bish is one. He's is gonna, one card away. That's going to happen on Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> I'd put money on that one. It's it's going to be a high tempered and Bish isn't one to chicken out of a situation, as Carlisle proved. Certainly so. Well, let's see <laughs> uh, from Neil Bishop. Obviously, former Notts County captain, uh, got one promotion with Notts County as well. Well thought of by Notts fans, uh, and obviously he does hold Notts County in high regard, despite his wild celebrations when we beat Notts County at our place uh, earlier this season it's the first time that he's going to be going back to uh, Meadow Lane let's get his thoughts uh, on returning to Meadow Lane and also his thoughts on being one booking away uh, from a two game battle let's hear from the Stags oldest player currently in the squad 
and arguably at the moment the man with the title Mr Mansfield Town this is Neil Bishop I'm going to be honest it's three points look there's no time for sentiment in um, what we're trying to achieve this season um, it's three points which we need to bounce back from, from Saturday good teams bounce back from, from disappointments and disappointing results um, and that's what we want to do um, obviously personally Notts County mean a lot to me uh, I'm probably the only one in Mansfield area that wants them to stay up this season but you know it, let's hope um, <clears throat> we think about that after Saturday look I'm just looking forward to playing again getting back out there when you lose a game you always want to get back out on the pitch as quickly as possible to put it right and like I say reaching for it I think it'll be a completely different game you know it's a big old pitch it's nice and flat it's a good surface and like I say there'll be no excuses uh, for us not to go in there and put a performance in Saturday I don't go out and try and get booked any game to be honest um, situations arise where sometimes you, you need to take one on the chin um, for the sake of the team there's other times I think where you know the team's not playing that well and, and sometimes you've got to I'm not going to say you're going to kick someone, but you know you've got to try and and put a foot in and, and get things going in a different way um, to, to liven the whole thing up. And and these are situations as an older player you, you've got to be aware of and try and do. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And like I say, I've got I've got nine bookings, but it's not it's not something I've I've that I feel I feel's held me back. I'm not pulling out of stuff. It's just it's it's fell right. Look, me on a different day, maybe I could have got booked in the last couple of three games, maybe. Like I say, um, I couldn't have done. And look, there was a couple of tackles gone in there Saturday, which could have been reds for them. Never, well, certainly one, let alone yellows. Um, without wanting to get anywhere in-depth discussion of the of the standard of refereeing at this at this level, because I'll get myself into trouble. It's it it can be fairly unpredictable. So you know what I mean, you, especially in the role I play. Uh, you are going to pick up yellows. It's part and parcel of the game. You're there on a bounce, certainly, but. It doesn't affect the way we'll go about the game. It doesn't affect our planning. What they're doing is is giving themselves a chance, especially in the last couple of weeks with the results. But like I say, I'm personally I'm pleased with them. I don't want to see them go down. It's the last thing I want. Um, after like I said, after spending four years there and, and, and captaining the club, I don't want to see them out the league. Um, but you know, I'll have to put to bed this week because, like I say, it's, it's, whatever they're doing, their business, we, we're completely focused on on how we're going to go about trying to win this game on Saturday. I did think, to be fair, that Bish would get booked. If you watch the video from behind the goal, when after CJ got crocked in the area for a Stonewall penalty, he ran up to the ref, got in his face and went, Hey, are you joking me? That's my Neil Bishop impression now. It's getting worse. I'm worried. No, oh, right. <laughs> Sorry, Bish. Sorry. Um, it, it was worse. Um, you joking me? No, something like that. It's, it's, it's nearly as bad as you, Steve Evans. Oh, don't. don't. Don't do it. Don't. No. I can't stop myself though, that's the problem. Oh, no. I can't stop it. Neil Bishop speaking to iFollow Stags. If you want to watch that in full, head to mansfieldtown.net forward slash iFollow where he doesn't do any impressions and in this interview doesn't want call anyone a dickhead, so it's great. Um, that's true <laughs> in his interviews, yeah. That's it, it's getting there. Been an interesting one um, for him. Uh, there as well. We were talking uh, before that, obviously, about bookings and suspensions and things piling up, and because of Ryan Sweeney's suspension on Saturday about what we should do. Uh, plenty of been people have uh, been in touch in the comments saying uh, what they would do. Simon says we should go to a uh, back four. Well, Simon uh, says you got to do it. He certainly uh, have. Uh, Roger says that he agrees with Simon. Um, Shelley says move CJ please. He might get back to his best as he hasn't been for the last few games. Completely agree. Uh, Sam saying we should stick with the three and go for Preston Pearce and Ben in. Uh, and Roger says we need to get uh, Ben Turner uh, up and running as soon as possible. We certainly uh, certainly do. Um, 
David asks, who do we need to come into the club to support our strikers? Has anyone heard anything? Um, from, judging from what David Flickcroft said, he said the, the market's very difficult at the minute uh, and to bring somebody in, it would probably be uh, the wrong move at the minute. So I imagine we would probably rely on moving players higher up, i.e. your Otis Khan's coming back in, your Alex McDonald's coming back in, George Grant playing higher, CJ possibly playing higher to accommodate Gethin Jones. There's options, there's options. Oh, definitely. Well, the, the only opinion that I suppose matters is now the coaching staff and, and Dave's. We, we can debate as, as much as we like of what system's going to play. All that matters is, uh, is who's on that team sheet come 12 o'clock on Saturday. I, I guess, actually, if you look at it, obviously, apart from Sweeney being out, as far as going forward, nothing really actually changed from the starting lineup because Danny Rose hasn't started for God knows how long. So, in that aspect, nothing's different. Um, it's only you know when Sweeney comes back in, we'll probably go in with the same sort of starting eleven. You know, if provided nobody else is out, um, that we've been doing for the last five, four, five, six games. So um, it'll be the plan B's that we've we've got to sort of be more creative with because now we haven't got Danny to bring on. So. That's the difference for us. Keep your comments uh, coming in. We're talking about Neil Bishop. Callum's uh, got involved and said, whenever I look at Neil Bishop, he's either bossing the midfield, getting a yellow card, or having a go at the ref. Usually, all at the same time. You're joking me! Oh, no. And Peter says... Shut up. Peter says, talking about systems and things like that, I'll be honest and... I will be honest, and I wish this game had happened a few weeks previous, but it's here and happening on Saturday, so we have to go with what we have. 4-4-2 seems to be the best setup. but whatever, it's not going to be easy. Let's look ahead to Saturday. It is not going to be uh, an easy game. Leeds standings and form goes absolutely out the window on Derby Day anyway, but and we said this a few weeks ago, didn't we, Nath? Despite what Alan Hardy, the Notts County chairman, has been up to on Twitter... Keep them photos off on Valentine's Day, son. Um, he's, he's also backed his team by investing and brought in the players that Neil Ardley wanted to, to form a squad. They got the result they wanted uh, at the weekend, so they come into the game on a bit of a high. They're starting to gel a little bit more uh, as a team now, whereas we've just lost a key player up front. We've lost the, arguably our best defender uh, through suspension. We've got our best midfielder one booking away from... Um, from uh, from suspension as well, it, it, the balancing scales are all over the place, aren't they? It's a tougher game than what people think. Yeah, I, I think if anybody's going into it thinking that we're just going to uh, roll them over, they're going to be in for a bit of a surprise. And that I think they've obviously not been following the football, especially of, of late. So um, it's going to be a, a very tough game, and I think it's going to be a tight one. Um, and let's just hope that we go out there and. I think we're going to go out there with a bit of, well, you know, not a bit of fight, but a lot of fight, because I think we're going to want to put Saturday right. You know, we, we need to bounce back, and um, like Bish said in his, uh, his in his interview, we sort of, we need to not not completely forget about County and what they're doing, because we need to know their threats, but if we go out there, you know, the table doesn't lie. I know they're brought in players and things, but they, at the end of the day, they still are bottom of the league, and we're still second, so um, we need to just go out there and if, if we're on our game we should you know we should win we, but we've got to we, we've got to we've got to match them for the, the fight and the battle the focus has to be fully on Mansfield Town and not the occasion it's got to be on the bigger picture and not the, the here and now 100% of you though on the poll uh, do agree that it should change to a back four on Saturday 
A um, couple of comments uh, coming in. Uh, David says, we haven't got a target man or a plan B now, although other options are very similar. No Davis, no Danny. Who comes on and wins the headers? Uh, we'll chuck Futcher up front, why not? Or Sweeney when he comes back in. Um, and Callum says, on Sesso, we've got a Premier League standard referee, although I did watch a game he refereed the other night and he was rubbish. Yeah. doesn't matter what standard referees uh, are graded at. They're all going to be the same they all get swept up by the occasion it's whether they can handle uh, the crowd and the pressure talking of the crowd over four and a half thousand will be heading to meadow lane wearing stags colors on saturday let's get david flickcroft's thoughts on that back in as he spoke to the press earlier this week here's the stag boss david flickcroft speaking to i follow stags no two games are ever the same you know um but certainly it'll feel like an home game with uh with the amount of supporters that we're taking and 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 the the passion that our supporters have got for for this fixture, um, and the players as the week progresses will understand that you know and they'll understand what it means to our supporters, um, what it means to us as a group um, to go and, and give a great account of yourself. Um, but you know we have done away from home. We have done at home. You know our home record is barring Burries is the, is the best in the league, um, and our away form's good. So uh, it's just another match that we're getting ready for. We flushed out the work from Newport yesterday. You know, we we made sure we we did that work and and, and understood why we didn't uh, get the points that we we desperately wanted. Um, you know, but it's another opportunity on Saturday to get three points, and that's something that we're working hard on this week to to try and achieve. I seen it at Chesterfield. You know, last season when when Mal scored, and it's electric. They, they're absolutely brilliant. You know. Um, and then you know we scored the late goal, and, and and we saw some of the footage of of you know Stags fans uh, celebrating you know in 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 pubs and and in you know in certain places, and it's just it's brilliant. You know what it means to them, you know. And I'll always say it, football's in my family. It's a big part of what I do. I'm a football fan myself. I just love football, and I get the passion. I get what it means. I get when you lose, how, how disappointed people are, and I get when you win, how, how elated you are you know them are the emotions that we go through uh, we go through the same as managers and, and staff and, and players we, we go through that the same um, and you know we've, we've the groups work really hard the, the staff work really hard here to give our supporters their moments and um, you know they love our players love playing at home they feel comfy they, they enjoy playing at home and to have so many you know Stags fans there is um, is a credit to the town. It's a credit to our fans wanting to go and, and support the players, and uh, and the players have got to make sure that they understand that and 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 give everything for for like they have done all season, you know. So I'm not asking for for more or less. I'm just asking for that consistency and performance that the players have um, players have committed to pre-season and then you know and then all season Stags boss David Flickcroft talking about the number of Stags fans and the support that will be there on Saturday interesting one we've uh, had our sort of uh, debate and opinion on uh, the team selection whether it be a back four or not what's your gut feeling Nathan because earlier in the season it didn't feel like a derby at the one course stadium did it but uh, trips to Notts County are always feisty there's going to be probably one of the best backings we've had at Notts County for recent years and for me all things considered this feels like one of the biggest derby days between Notts County and the Stags in recent seasons yeah and for the simple reason that so much lies on it for both teams you know they're there fighting for their 
survival. You know, they don't want to drop out of the league. They want to protect their, their history. So they've got a hell of a lot to fight for. And we're the other side of the table fighting for promotion and we don't want to let it slip. So um, it's a massive game for both of us, even even though we're both at the end of the, you know, other ends of the table. Um, and then you've got, like I say, the, the whole aspect of it being... Uh, local local bragging rights so there's so much you can throw into it Mark says that the battle will be won in midfield I can see the the, ta- the tackles flying in I just hope the stakes stick to their game our supporters uh, need to be very very vocal from start to finish let me ask you a question have you got your inflatable yet? no Cam have you have you got one you seem like the type of uh, person to, to go on and, and do that have you brought your inflatable yeah, no, definitely not. I, I've bought the suit though. That's what I'm. You brought the suit. Yeah, it's gonna go as a suit, like you know, just like that. No, I'm not. No. Right. Okay. In these, I situations, that in these situations, I wish I was the blind one. <laughs> well, there you go. Wouldn't want to see that. I luckily didn't have to see the photo, so it's all good for me. <laughs> Roger says, hoping CJ will play a big part on Saturday. Needing to be at his utmost best, he could be key for a great win. It's key now, isn't it, that he takes his chance because he's. he's We'll end on, on the CJ situation. He's been a little bit unlucky perhaps the last three or four games because he's had to sort of sit, sit in at right wing back and things like that. And he'll now have an opportunity, one would presume, to go and play higher up the pitch. Oh, definitely. I think he's not been at his best. I wouldn't even say that it's not even consistency. I just think it's been a bit of a blip because he's been very consistent throughout the season. But I suppose you're not going to perform absolutely fantastically throughout the entire season. You can't go a full 40, 46 games. Quick maths. Well done. (laughs) You can't go a full 46 and perform outstandingly every single game. So you're going to get these blips. And unfortunately, CJ's has been uh, the last four or five games. So of all the games for him to turn it around, I think this one probably is the one. I think CJ's always one that's up for Derby Daisy we're up for Chesterfield last season both games up for Notts County up for Lincoln so let's hope that in probably a bigger Derby than all of them put together let's hope that he can really pull it out of the bag and, and, and show us the, the CJ that we know and the CJ that we love I, I think if, I think if we do push him up further up the pitch and don't play right wing back I think he'll be you know back to sort of normal so I think he even said in his interview um, on the show last week that we did, um, you know, that one when I speak about 100 miles an hour. Um, he, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he, you know, he even, he even admitted, to him, admitted to us then that when he's playing that role, he's got to think so much more defensively, you know. So, you know, when he's in big games that we've had, it, it's going to affect him going forward, and that's where his strength is. So, whereas if we do put him up there, he's back to what he was doing best and he doesn't have to worry as much about the defensive side so I think it'll be I think that's the biggest reason for him probably not performing as well because he's had such a different job to do Just finally obviously before we get some predictions how important is it Cam to look at Saturday and not see it so much as a local derby and Stags versus Knox County and just to see it as another game and another step on the journey towards what we hope will end in League One because sometimes it's so easy to get sucked into situations and get sucked into the the hype and the expectation which makes you take your eye off the ball. Yeah, it is. Uh, but I think I think we should 
play up to the hype a little bit. You think this season as a whole, in games where we've had big attendances, big games, Lincoln away, Notts County at home, Macclesfield was another one, MK Dons at home. They're all games that we didn't actually play that bad in. Fair enough, there might have been a couple of draws in there, but we we handled the situation well, we handled the pressure well. We were unfortunate in a couple of them, didn't quite take us chances, but I think it's it is something that we can we can use to our advantage. The massive support I think is gonna help and we we just need to get behind the lads and I can't stress this enough. We we can't be picking the faults out of the team match day squad. If you don't like the squad, tough. We've got to support them lads on Saturday. And considering there's going to be four and a half thousand of us, that's going to be a massive bug on someone's shoulder if they if the, if you're not happy with the squad. I guess the old adage, Nate, as we always say, is that fine line between arrogance and confidence. Yeah, I think we, like you say, you've got to go in there with confidence because that's what eventually produces good performances so we should be confident because we deserve to be second in the league you know at this stage of the season where you are in the league is where you deserve to be so you know go in there and believe in ourselves and believe in the ability and in some ways I'm probably the opposite I'd rather us thrive on the fact that it's a local derby you know let's uh, let's make the most of actually having a big support and like I said as long as we get behind them I think We've seen it many times this season. The players have responded to us, um, you know, backing them. So as long as we can do that on Saturday, I think that'll be the, you know, the cliche, but the twelfth man. So um, you know, let's do it. Let's rise to the occasion and let's come. You know, let's come back with three points. Who did I go to for a prediction first last week? I don't know. Did I go to Nathan first last week? Nice. I'm going to come to you first then this week, Cal. Prediction. I'm going to go two nil. Nathan one nil. Narrow 1 0. Yeah. I'm going to go 3 1. County will score, but I think if we play the way we know we can and channel, like you say, that atmosphere into a positive performance and thrive off it, then, we'll, then we should touch wood. Uh, be absolutely fine. It will be, of course, Derby Day on Saturday. If you've got a ticket, make sure you do sit in your allocated seat. We don't want any uh, of that. All, all that worry all that fuss because I know it probably won't happen but if you can please do because there will be queues it will be busy four and a half thousand people in crammed in one away and there'll be a lot of hype there'll be a lot of excitement it's fair to say that among a fair percentage of supporters there'll be a lot of alcohol which influences that as well sing loud sing proud get behind the team and like Cam said and made a very good point as well which makes me think that it's not Cam in there um <laughs> If you don't like the team selection or the shape or anything like that, tough, just back the boys because this bunch of players which we've got in that dressing room, you can see, and it's been clear to see over the past God knows how many months and weeks, they thrive on our support. They want it as much as we want it and they're working towards the end. They will be hurt, they will be fuming, they will be disappointed at that defeat at Newport and the injury to Danny Rose. They'll be itching to fight back, but we also come up against a side who will be fighting and scrapping for their lives let's not get too carried away let's not be arrogant but let's go and do what Mansfield Town do let's go and play the way we know we can and let's go and win that's just about it for this week's podcast this is the show for the fans by the fans if you've missed any of it you can catch up uh, on the video on our Facebook page facebook.com forward slash MTFC matters 
If you're listening to the audio version of this and you want to join us on the live feed every Thursday at 6.30, come and join us at facebook.com forward slash Matters. Keep up to date throughout the week on mtfcmatters.co.uk. Uh, blogs, match reports and lots of other stuff on there for you as well. It is, of course, St. Valentine's night. Cupid's arrow has been fired towards MTFC and the Stags are looking towards League One. But will the look of love and that longingness for the league above come true at the end of the season? The Stags have got to go to Notts County and keep that momentum going on Saturday. And of course, if you are going to go off and enjoy a Valentine's night kiss and a cuddle tonight with your other half, make sure you wear a hat and don't end up like Simon. I've been Craig Priest, he's been Cam Felton, he's been Nathan Edge. Simon Mercer's been watching at home as well with the two beautiful baby boys. See you next week at the same time on the show for the fans and by the fans. This is Mansfield Matters. Good night. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.